Hello, creative, and welcome back to the Empowered Creatives podcast, finding confidence between hustle and burnout. I'm your host, Victoria Hines, creative career coach, helping creatives just like you level up or find your next path in your career. Navigating creative lives and creative careers is by far one of the most challenging things I have personally ever done in my life. It's a constant state of trying to figure out what the next step is, what the next dream is, what the next move is, who should I be working with or talking to to get to that next step. It is an epic game that can be fun and exciting at times and be completely daunting and overwhelming at other times. And I think one of the most challenging pieces of it, especially once you step away from a really curated environment such as a college setting or even high school, is it can feel very lonely. Many times you feel like you are, you know, up against, you're trying to climb this mountain on your own or trying to get to the next step. And maybe you find partners or friends along the way, or you get hired to work on a certain project. So you're given certain people to work with. But then once that project comes and goes, it almost feels like you're back to square one and you're navigating everything alone again. And none of us, we're meant to build alone, not a single one of us. And I know I've spent years as a very independent person trying to figure out how to build my creative life and creative career on my own and get to those next steps. And there's a beauty in finding that independence and drive and grit to keep charging at it day after day after day by myself. But also there are moments in my life that I look back and I realize it's no fun to do it by myself. And in fact, sometimes I just need help. And something, what I want to talk to you about on this podcast episode today is collaborators, finding collaboration and people to collaborate on projects with. Because truly, Truly and deeply, none of us were meant to build our dreams alone. I know you've probably heard this word collaboration tossed out at you a bunch of time. And something that was a really big crash course for me in collaboration was actually the about six months I spent on Clubhouse back in the early days of 2021. You know, that's definitely an app that I feel like has come and gone a little bit, but Those first six months were such an eye-opening experience on what it was like to meet hundreds of people day in and day out. And what was inexplicable to me was you always knew when you started talking to somebody who you just meshed with. You would start a conversation and it would just take off. It felt easy. And then there were other conversations that felt knowledgeable and challenging, but didn't maybe feel quite as easy. And then there were other conversations where I was like, whew, this is a struggle bus just to sit here and listen. And I think Clubhouse was this beautiful, just really quick way to realize not everybody's going to be your perfect collaborator. I've also had fails with collaboration. 
Back in 2021, one of my big, big goals was to be a speaker at a conference or a summit. And out of the blue, I got sent this opportunity. I was like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. It's right on target. It's my expertise. I know how to speak to this subject. Amazing. I applied for it. It did the interview, which was okay. And then the summit came and in all honesty, it was completely online. Everything had been pre-recorded and there was no community built around the event. In fact, it felt really, really isolating. And that was a moment where I signed up to do this thing where I thought I was going to be entering a community, getting to have conversations with people, getting to collaborate and talk to other people. And it just felt dead and not exciting and lonely. That was an example of a collaboration fail. But in all honesty, when I look back at creative projects, work initiatives that I'm proud of, things that I've done that I am most excited about, most of them have come as a result of collaboration. I'm a very independent human being, and I'm sure many of you who listening are also very independent. And if you're like me, I'll oftentimes choose to just go and get it done without asking for help. I'm just like, you know what? I'm the most reliable. I know I can trust myself. That's the way I was in high school too. I was the get it done sort of person. But in retrospect, the projects and creations that excelled the most and that I had the most fun with had one thing in common, and that was collaboration. So lately, everything from the books I've been reading to the tarot cards I've been pulling to the conversations I've even had with my therapist have all been reiterating the same thing, that my next period of growth is going to rely on partnership and collaboration. And I'm still figuring out, in all honesty, what that will look like for me. And I've learned from Clubhouse that not every collaboration is what you think or expect it's going to be. So you do have to vet those opportunities. But what I want to share with you on this episode today is all of my thoughts and what I've learned about collaboration through my experiences, the books I've read, and my collaborative failures, so to speak. Real quick, I'm going to interrupt this podcast to tell you about a really nifty tool that I've made just for you. As creatives, it's so easy to find ourselves lost in jobs that we don't really like. So much so that when we decide to find a day job or a support job that we actually enjoy, we have no idea where to start. This is where a creative career audit comes in. Head to the show notes below to grab the link to my download and you can get your free workbook that will help you identify what brings you joy and what drains you in the world of work. No more day jobs or support jobs that make you just feel eh inside. It's time to find something that's going to light you up again. So let's dive in. Here are five things I have learned about collaboration that you should take into evaluating your next collaborative opportunity. So number one, collaboration is both give and take. If you end up doing all of the giving or all of the taking, it's not collaboration. That is more of a mentor-mentee situation, or even in that instance, maybe you should be paying the person who's doing all of the giving. Collaboration should feel easy and it should feel equitable. 
And at the end of the day, if it feels like you you are putting more in than you are getting in return, eventually that collaborative project or endeavor is going to lead to burnout for you. So those are the type of stuff of collaboration that you want to make sure you either limit if you think they're going to be beneficial for you, your career, what you want to be doing, or you just have to say no to. Number two, collaboration requires respect. If individual strengths and skill sets are not being honored at the table, that is not collaboration, that is bullying. I've actually been in conversations or group quote-unquote collaborative projects where that word has been tossed across the table of let's collaborate on this, let's have a meeting, let's Let's all get together and talk to solve this problem. And the words sound great. But what was carried out when I then sat down at the table was people's expertise was completely ignored. Other people talked over them. They thought their opinions mattered more. And many people sitting at the table just, you know, you know these types. They just wanted to hear their own voice be heard instead of listening. And there were moments where their thoughts, their expertise were very helpful. But when they started bulldozing over the people who actually had the expertise they were talking about, it just felt icky. And suddenly that word collaboration didn't feel good anymore. It just felt like a a lie. So in all honesty, I started walking away from those meetings because I just didn't want to do it anymore. It just felt dishonest And I didn't feel like it was worth my time and energy to put into something that wasn't an actual collaboration. So as a reminder, collaboration requires respect. You should be getting to use your individual strengths. And other people should be trusting you to use those strengths to help this project or endeavor or whatever it is you're collaborating on succeed. If your strengths are being ignored or bulldozed, That is not collaboration. That is bullying. Number three, just because collaboration looks good on paper doesn't mean that you are going to have that inexplicable energy flow when working together. You will know when someone is right to collaborate with because there will be a sense of ease. There have been many moments in my life where I was offered an opportunity or I reached out to somebody to collaborate on a project with them and they said yes. And I was so excited because I was like, man, they're going to bring so much to the table. They're really going to help me. I get to um, give them X, Y, and Z and they're going to be able to give me X, Y, and Z in return. And this is going to be amazing. And then when it came down to the moment, either they didn't deliver or I felt like I was pulling teeth, or I was doing more listening than I got to be doing sharing or shining my own light. And those were really good examples of, this looked really great on paper, but now that I'm in the moment, doesn't feel as awesome or amazing. Usually when I have that feeling, it's okay. It's okay to take a chance on somebody, try it out, see if it works, and it's okay if it doesn't work. My one piece of advice for you in that moment is then make sure that collaboration stays limited. Don't keep going back to that person to continue to work on project after project after project with them. Because if it doesn't feel easy or good or like you're growing, 
then it's probably not the right collaboration for you in that moment. Number four, collaboration can yield a more resilient product. Two minds really do think better than one. And there are many, many studies that have been done on this on why equity, diversity, inclusion is important, why having different minds, different people with different backgrounds, different experiences in the room collaborating together can create a much, 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 much more a better product, a better service, something that is going to excel more and speak to more people. Because the reality is, is things are going to fall through the cracks if you're the only one focused on it. You can't do everything and you don't have the same viewpoint, the same perspective as the person sitting next to you. So when you can get into a room and you can co-create together, whatever that creation ends up being is going to be so much more powerful and so much more well thought out. And number five, collaboration trumps competition every time. You don't need to compete. There is enough money, time, audience, followers, clients for each and every one of you. There's what? 7.2 billion people on this planet or something like that? You can find ways to work together to build each other up. Even if you decide to collaborate with somebody who is doing the exact same thing as you, there is always something new that you could learn, that you could share, a way that you could help each other. And finding what that is to where there is both a give and take can be really magical and powerful. All right, here's your one thing this week. I want you to spend some time thinking about collaboration and ask yourself the following questions. Number one, where can you use help? Number two, who do you know who could help you with that particular thing? And number three, how can you make sure it's a win-win for the both of you? All right. Thank you so much for tuning in, Creative. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you're enjoying the show. And until the next week, stay creative.